you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Filmed live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. And, of course, found wherever audio podcasts can be found. This Saturday is, of course, All Elite Wrestling's All Out. We will be broadcasting our live reactions on the YouTube and then for the live recap of the show, we'll be doing that on the Twitch right after. So join us on YouTube for that. And then everybody head on over to Twitch for the other thing. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, so, of course, tonight uh, was the go-home show, as we call it in the industry, Larson. Us industry insiders. This go-home episode of AEW. Uh, what a weird episode this was. This hey, was, you mm. don't have to mince words. It wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. You know, listen, you know my philosophy. Boring. The only time I consider any wrestling is as being bad is when it's boring. When it's when it's just a cluster like tonight. Tonight was just a weird episode. I was still entertained. It was just a really weird episode. It was like the most WWE feeling episode of Dynamite I think we've seen yet. Um, especially the the angle at the end. I mean, we knew it was coming, the match with uh, Mox and the lawyer. I think we all knew how it was going to play out. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of hoping that maybe they'd find some uh, uh, something to do with it, to kind of turn the convention on its head, to bring us something different. Yeah. And they didn't do that. It was goofy. It was Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose made a, a one-week appearance in uh, in AEW because he was just kind of reveling in the goofiness of it. So the... The conventions of go home shows were yes, completely and totally on. I mean, you you would think that after what happened tonight, Big Swole is probably going to win in the kickoff show against Britt Baker. Why is that in the kickoff show? Okay, so to play devil's advocate, uh, I would think it might have to do with protecting Britt physically, and that's what, because didn't Swole say this match is going to happen at her like place? Yeah, they said it's going to be it's going to be at her at her office. So yeah, a tooth, so tooth and, and nail match. match. Yeah. Um, I would think maybe if they wanted to keep the main show all live stuff, this is just going to be like a really silly gimmick thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it'd be cool to, to be able to break up the show with a silly gimmick thing, but that's all I can really think about. This has been a pretty decent build, given that Britt Baker's been in a wheelchair the whole time. Um, if the math holds up on this go home stuff, uh, Swole is totally going to win here. She really mm-hmm. storyline wise, she totally should. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can debate on if Britt Baker should be losing big matches right now, given how great her character work is. Um, but maybe they just have so much faith that, hey, she can lose a match and she'll be fine. We're trying to make another star out of Big Swole for a Especially, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I was, I was surprised by that. And uh, why is Brody Lee in an eight-man tag match? Why is he not defending the TNT championship? That that is a question I don't have any devil's advocate playing for there, Larson. I don't know. It's like there's a huge <laughs> moment. He got a lot of momentum, and they put him in the eight man tag match rather than having him defend against any of the four people he's facing in this eight man tag. Here's the thing, dude. Listen, here's the deal. AEW has packed packed their roster. You got twenty guys that are all like half the half. I'm I'm literally trying to think right now. About people in that twenty man match who singles guys who wouldn't who couldn't possibly be main eventers. 
Pentagon's in that. Uh, uh, Hager, Phoenix, yeah. Hager's been yeah. a main eventer. I think he's in it. Phoenix yeah, could totally main event. He's main evented in AAA before. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Darby Allen. Uh, I know he's young, but Ricky Starks. He could. He's totally gonna be. That dude's gonna main event WrestleMania ten years from now. I, I will guarantee it. That dude is gonna be huge. Yeah, uh, really Brian good. Cage, Archer. Those are all guys who legitimately could main event in AEW. They totally could, and yeah. they have them stuck in the battle royal match. They have too many people. They have a wealth of talent. Uh, I mean, SCU is not even going to be on the card at all. Yeah. Out. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's probably going to be why. I see what you're saying. I totally see what you're saying. But I also get that if anything justifies an eight-man match, it's the one massive faction in AEW, and that's Dark Order. So yeah, but then, then have Uno it. and Grayson and five and six take on. Uh, Sky and Rhodes and QT and yeah, yeah, and have Bertie Lee in his own match. I mean, he has a title. The title should be well. At the same time, the title's not. It's a TNT title. Yeah, but hasn't Cody defended? Didn't Cody defend it at a? a so they debuted it on a pay per view. Like they unveiled the belt. Tyson brought it out at the last pay per view. Was it? Yeah. What was that pay per view? Wasn't it a? Uh, they had Revolution. That was with that was before pandemic, and then they had they had Fighter Fest, which is like the fake. Oh, that was on TV. Was that, that where was it was? I thought it was on. I thought it was on. I thought it was on paper. Well, the, the, the other one isn't. Uh, they didn't do a fight for the double or nothing. The fight double or nothing. Yeah, it was double or nothing. Yeah. Double or nothing. That yeah. was on pay per view. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't tell you. I don't tell you. I'm I, I, I'm okay with it. I don't know. I'd rather see Brody Lee yelling at people backstage beyond being the elite, anyways, with all the chilies, millions of chilies money. Yeah, um, I mean they they could easily do Brody Lee versus uh, Dustin. That's a good that. point. That's a good point. Also, no one they could is, easily do that. Flats three says no one's beating Brody Lee right now. Wouldn't even remotely believe it. Okay with them not even bothering. I kind of get that. Well, I mean, no, you they, you have you have Brody Lee run through a bunch of people. They just have a they have a lot going on. I understand right that. They have I understand a lot that. going. I understand on. that. That's why they have the the battle royal on the card. Yeah, well, it's packed, and that that six that eight man. You got four dudes who aren't even that battle royal who all should have a spot at all out except for maybe QT Marshall. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Well, um, I'm saying, I mean, it's not, it's not. They're not doing a very good job capitalizing on the the, the momentum that Bray Lee got for himself winning that belt. That's uh, my point. Let's just hop right into this, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where we go. Uh, let's see here. Show kicked off with uh, Santana Ortiz versus Best Friends. Best friends jump Santana Ortiz during their entrance, uh, get laid out, and then Trent uh, jumps off the stage, hits crossbody on Santana Ortiz. This is basically an unofficial hardcore match uh, between entrances when the bell for the match actually rang. Um, there was us all sorts of craziness. Uh, uh, Chuck was ringside playing Lincoln Logs with some chairs, stacking them up, uh, making a house of cards, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course... When you do something like that, you're the one that goes through it because Santana tossed him off the stage onto those chairs. Mm. And then Trent and Santana get in the ring. This is like five minutes into the show. Bell rings. The match finally starts. Yeah, it took it took forever and a day. Um, and even then, like the match itself was only like eight minutes because like by the time the bell rang, I remember it, it finished around 515 uh, Pacific time. Uh, it was like 507 when the match actually started. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happened beforehand. Dude, my biggest problem with this match, number one, it was really short. Number two, people were no-selling crap at it. Like, this was one of those things where it was just like spot, 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 quick setup. For, it was like a triple-A match. Let's just let's just set up for the next spot. Because, like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> I saw Trent was on, like, the apron, and uh, he got uh, thrown onto the steel steps. He took, like, a back bump onto the steel yeah, steps from nasty. the apron, which was nasty. Moments later, moments right later, he Gets was given a dude buster to Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of funny. That was that was I noticed that too. I was like, well, he, you should probably sell that a little bit more there, uh, Trent. Yeah. Anyways, XLX got the win. Uh, they should have, and they did, hitting Street Sweeper. Um, so that's good. XLX finally get a win. They it required using a, a, a telescoping baton to get the win. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, look, this was this was a little bit more violent. This is what you were looking. I actually thought this match probably should have been an all out, but apparently they're going to be in the twenty man battle royal if that scrum yeah. was to be believed. Yeah, that that was something else. Yeah. 
after that, we had uh, MJF uh, cutting another promo about All Out. Uh, Lee Johnson interrupts, uh, and he's like, hey, uh, lawyer Mark Sterling has locked himself in the room. He doesn't want to fight Mox. And he's like, oh, my goodness. So he gets Wardlow to kick the door down and bring him out because he's in there saying, hey, I think I found a clause on page 17 that will let me like not do this match. Anyways, Wardlow gets him and MJF gets him in his face and he says, listen, either you get in the ring or you get in the goddamn wood chipper. Yeah, that was extreme. uh, Which is pretty extreme. That's like Fargo territory right there, man. That is Fargo territory. This is two times uh, in two weeks that a wood chipper has been mentioned on AEW. Didn't Jake Jake mention one last week? Yeah, MJF is trying really hard this particular episode to make make himself seem like he's a, a legit threat in terms of the level of violence. Uh, against Mox, however, go home show math dictates that he has no chance in hell. This is gonna be clean. As, winning this it all is gonna out. be clean as a dream, man. It's gonna be a standard yeah. Mox match paradigm shift, and he's done. Well, uh, no paradigm shift is banned. It's banned. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It'll be. Oh, he's gonna else. choke yeah. him out or win with Gotch Pile Driver. Susan Bell right. rings match over. He's gonna drop with the paradigm shift. He'll get it in. Uh, yeah, that's what people pay for. Uh, after that, we had SCU and Private Party. Versus yeah. the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. Whoever wins this match uh, goes on to have their own tag match at at All Out, which I thought yeah. was kind of a silly stipulation because it's like completely unmotivated beyond. I'm assuming they want the, so the Young Bucks are going to be acting like dicks now. Um, yeah, they're super aggressive. That's what Excalibur said. They're focused and aggressive, and they're just kind of dicks. There's that guy in the crowd with the Hangman, you know, drink my beer sign, which Hangman doesn't do anymore. This guy mm-hmm. was totally a plant. Uh, and Matt goes up one point, rips the sign, pours the beer on him. Um, so, yeah. And then, obviously, you know, they weren't too friendly to drag. At one point, I think it was Nick accidentally super kicked Jungle Boy. Uh, yeah. They uh, So, yeah. Uh, Mark Quinn hits a shooting star press on Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus breaks up the pin. Matt kept on tagging himself in. Uh, they do a BTE trigger to, I think, Mark Quinn. And then uh, Matt got the pin there, but then afterwards they didn't even celebrate with uh, uh, left Jurassic Express. I mean, it's they're left. they're they're going to be fighting it all out. So, I mean, should they be super friendly to them? Maybe not. But I don't know. It's like the Young Bucks. Okay, they got screwed out of their match by Hangman. Now they're going to be bad guys. I guess they got a chip on their shoulder now. They got a chip on their shoulder. They want to get back in the tag title picture. So next, uh, Jake Hager. He had his own camera crew for the night. Mm-hmm. Only utilize it for this one segment. So mm-hmm. he busts into Orange Cassidy's locker room. It's pretty nice. He's got a nice locker room. Um, anyways, Hager tells Orange that Jericho wants some ringside for his match against Joey Janela tonight. And Orange Cassidy doesn't say a word. He just lifts his leg up and puts it across Hager's lap. Jake knocks it off. And Hager tells him, it'd be smart for you to be there. And then mm-hmm. gets up and leaves. Yeah. He doesn't do anything else. doesn't go into anybody else's locker room to interview them, to, to give them orders while he's got this camera crew with him. Well, there was really nobody else he had. Maybe he was doing interviews for, like, their .com or their Why didn't YouTube he do, channel. like, bust into conversations with people, other people who were in this battle royal? Uh, That's something he's directly yeah. involved in. There you go. There you go. I like that. That's good. I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe he did, and they'll put it up later. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe this is be the, the, the Friday night edition of Dark they're having. <laughs> Is helmed by Jake Hager. Yeah, there you go. I got a question for you. Uh, Tully is with FTR. He's hyping them up, and then they cut a professional wrestling promo for All Out. Uh, you believe this? Dex claims that it's going to be a seven-figure payday for them. Do they not know that that's not really how it works anymore? Like, yeah, it's not like it's not like where there's a, a winner's bonus. There's a, this isn't the territory days where you get a At least cut of the gate. not to that degree. Yeah, or, or you know, like a UFC <laughs> fight where you get knockout of the night or match of the night or something like that. Right. Like all this. If, is, if there is some sort of bonus, it's seven, definitely not in the seven-figure territory. <laughs> it's like, hey, bro, you're not making seven figures. You wear the same shirt, the same outfit every single week. You're not making seven <laughs> figures. You both so, show up in the same old truck. Nobody's making seven figures. Yeah, so uh, at the end, Dax is like, hey, as much as we like you, Paige, we, we like the prestige. I like how they, they were calling the, the belts the prestige. I like that. Mm-hmm. The title's a little bit more. And then totally for the second week in a row, adds this at the end. Fear the revelation. Now, yeah. I don't remember Dax or Cash using that as uh, uh, what FTR meant. So there is going to be some sort of revelation taking place at All Out that Kenny and Paige must fear, as in New Horsemen, something along those lines. 
Yeah, I don't know. Is it a retribution restoration type thing? I thought, didn't Dak say revelation this time? Or was it Tully? Oh, it was Tully. It, it was, was Tully. Tully at the end. Okay. God, I, th- I thought I heard Dak say it also. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that they're, t- I'll be honest with you. Like, I would be kind of surprised if they were thinking about it that much. I don't know. Given how haphazard tonight's show was, I don't know how much it's like just actual like the second week in a row, Tully is, has said that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know, I know that like FTR has said, you know, this can mean whatever we want it to mean in the moment. Mm -hmm. So like, that's why they can, they can do that. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a thing. I don't know. But, uh, what Tully also showed. Yeah. With the, okay. I don't know. After that, we had a, it ain't going to be with Hangman. That's for sure. No, (laughs) no, it doesn't seem like it. Kenny had an interview in the ring with Tony. Uh, seemed like he just got up from a nap. Um. So uh, he's asked about Paige not being by his side. He said Tony looked like he just got up. No, Kenny. Oh, Kenny, Kenny looks sleepy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you know he didn't really perk up until the chalk got involved. I, I honestly like I, I tweeted this out. I think I put on my notes too. Until yeah, I perk up when the chalk comes out. Um, if dude, and honestly, just felt like Tony Khan wasn't around. It felt like he was like, hey, elite, can you guys just take care of this? And maybe they're so used to him being like the guiding the guiding hand, which, by the way, mm-hmm. anybody ever says, oh, fans shouldn't be booking wrestling shows. Enough of that business, because Tony Khan is like number one wrestling fan. And this guy's like apparently a booking genius. I still mm-hmm. maintain he wasn't there tonight and he left everybody else up to it it's because like, uh, we get, you guys have been doing great. Uh, 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 and, and, you know, Hey, you're all executive vice presidents. I got something else to do. You guys got this. Wait, is this true? The big guy says Tony Khan is in the UK. Is that actually true? I'm going to check his Twitter account. I'm going to, I'm going to do some research. All right, here, I'll go, man. I'll go through this Kenny interview. So <laughs> Tony is like, Hey, uh, Paige isn't by your side. A week ago, he caused the young bucks to lose and they kicked them out of the elite. And Kenny says, well, everybody makes mistakes. Mm. Paige wants to live with that for the rest of his life. You know, he was fooled by FTR. But one thing will change. They will win. And he hopes FTR brings their A-game because he and Paige will bring theirs. And then FTR and Tully walk down with the cooler. Uh, Dax says he and Adam have had a... Uh, Kenny and Adam had a great run. FTR says, we have no problem with you, Kenny. And at All Out, looking to have a great match, a good professional wrestling match. And to do that, and to that he says... Let's cheers. And so uh, Cash hands to Kenny a pint bottle of chocolate milk. And Dax says, hey, we brought you your favorite, the chalk. Can't pass up the chalk. And Kenny says, I've known you for three months. And uh, you know I can't pass up the chalk. But I can't pass up spending more time with a couple of... I I, I know he said dickheads. I don't know what else he said. They I, I, thought somebody, I thought I heard somebody say he said dickhead bitches. Oh. <laughs> which is pretty harsh he said if you come out here to beat me up let's just get it over with I might lose the fight maybe I'll get a couple shots in but hey tell that old man over there to, to stay out of it because I can smell his depends from here point to Tully messing up. so Paige ambles out uh, Tully lowers the second rope to get him in the ring uh, Dax wants Paige to tell Kenny who told him to turn on the young bucks says come on go ahead tell him tell him tell him who it was because it wasn't us, it was you. Um, he says, uh, Dax says, I've known Paige his entire career. I've always known that he's an insecure little boy. Yeah. And we got in your head so easily because of your ego. And he says, uh, tell Kenny how big a piece of shit you are. <laughs> and Paige starts going after him, and Kenny's holding him back and saying, hey, they're just trying to get in your head again. They're just trying to get in your head. You know, don't let them. And so uh, while he's trying to break up the fight, FTR picks up the tag titles. Uh, Paige walks up to him and says, give me, give me our belts back. Give me the belts. They just drop them on the mat. He picks them both up, hands one back to Kenny, who doesn't take it because he's down on the, on the floor. And actually a, a good shot where the camera pans around Paige, so he's in the foreground. You see Kenny in the background to stand there, not really knowing what to make of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. This is probably the best part of the whole show. O-Dog said it was dickhead hillbillies. Oh. That sounds like it's probably more right. It rolls off the tongue a bit better. Well, like in terms of the syllables that I recall, that seems more. Seemed, yeah, yeah, same, yeah. 
Um, yeah, the censoring was kind of wonky in this. It, it can't be easy being a, you know, because I think and it's like a, like person, a yeah. seven second delay. Do they have to then mm-hmm. time? Oh, I heard a bad word. One, two, three, and then like do it or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. That I don't must know be how hard. it works. That must be hard. Anyways, yeah, I don't know, man. There's a, there's a bunch on Tony Khan's uh, Twitter account three days ago about uh, uh, Fulham FC because I think yeah. you know they own that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then like lately, I don't, I, I can't tell what his location is. I don't know. Unknown, right. unknown. Does he have an Instagram? Look on his Instagram. I'll do that. I think he does. He was posting pictures from uh, like a, a barbecue at the beginning of the pandemic that everybody's like, oh, he probably shouldn't be doing that. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, after that, we had uh, Alex Marvez interviewing Chris Jericho. Jericho did not call him fathead this entire pro- uh, interview. Um, so oh, Marvez, wow. Hold on. What? Oh, yeah. Ten hours ago. Well, it's a picture of him and uh, head coach of Fulham, Scott Parker. Yeah, there's yeah, uh, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, so you might be onto something. Yeah. Boss was away. Cody's Cody's off filming stuff. It was just like Kenny and the Bucks. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. He's doing that Stephen Amell show, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Man, nobody's wow. in charge, dude. Wow. Wow. So uh, Marvez asked Jericho, hey, what can we expect this Mimosa Mayhem match at All Out? And Jericho says, hey, uh, you remember, like, what was the last time you experienced something for the first time? You know, like, first time you kissed someone. And he says, well, at All Out, That'll be that you'll experience Mimosa Mayhem. Uh, he said he's uh, we're going to see who the better man is between Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Jericho says, I've already made Orange a better man. Uh, he's made Cassidy a made eventer. But that's why I need to send him back to where he came from because he's not the level of Le Champion. Say so he's going to hit him with the Judas effect, make him tap the walls of Jericho, and then dump him in 500 gallons of Mimosa and says, Tonight, Joey Janela is a sacrifice. And he's going to do it in front of Orange Cassidy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, after that, we had, uh, according to my notes, Jericho versus Hager, but I'm pretty sure this was Jericho versus Joey Janela. Did you happen Correct. to catch the uh, the little banter of just somebody posted this on the Twitters? Do, I, I really wish we had access to the Fight TV version of AEW uh-huh. because it's got JR like talking, rambling during the commercial breaks. Yeah, and he was talking about he's like, look at that Joey Janela. He should he should be a heel. This guy, this kid should be a heel. He can start with his hair. Look at look look at his hair. He walks like a heel. <laughs> Did you see the one of uh, Excalibur uh, messing with Taz? 
No. So uh, I think uh, Matthew posted it because um, it had uh, Botchamania font on it. So that's why I'm putting it together. Um, that uh, So during commercial break of the brawl, the all-out brawl in the ring, yeah. where uh, Austin and Billy Gunn were out there. And he's like, well, you know, uh, Austin Gunn got his, his start holding holding gum or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he goes on for a bit about it. And Taz's like, wait, Austin? Holding gum? And, gosh, what were, it was like, it's a reference to MJF or something. Cause I mean, he held <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then uh, Excalibur says, yeah, oh, yeah, he, he was holding gum. It started a gum club. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Did Taz laugh? Funny. Uh, cut off before it comes. Oh, okay. Uh, Taz seems like he might be a bit mirthless, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, some people are here uh, saying, hey, if you get a VPN, then you can get access to the fight version. Uh, I, yeah, I might try that. What was the thing that we used to sponsor that was sponsored us? ExpressVPN? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll try that. Anyways, uh, Jericho won this match with uh, Joey Janela. Cassidy did come out, so he didn't like. Uh, he just sort of sat ringside with a, a backpack. Yeah, a backpack, yeah. Uh, Jericho, I did he did Jericho do the Judas effect on this? Because I, I no. turned away for a second. And he won this match. What ha- what happened? Uh, so he uh, so he sends Joey out of the ring, and then Joey runs down the stage, kind of does like a one foot springboard off the second rope. Jericho hits him with a code breaker. And then uh, follows that with the walls and Joey taps. Okay, okay, that sounds right. Uh, anyways, uh, so the afterwards, uh, they both beat on uh, Joey Janela. Then uh, Orange Cassidy comes in. Uh, they beat up on him. Sunny Kiss comes down to help out. Uh, eventually, uh, uh, Cassidy's just in there and he takes some bubbly out of his backpack and he pours it on the ground or pours it on the mat rather. Does he does a Thunderdome double thumbs thumbs down? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and then this. <laughs> uh, after that, uh, a Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara recap, and then Sammy comes out to the stage. He's doing the sign thing during a picture in picture, and then Matt Hardy standing on like this huge—I don't know what you call it. It's like one of the walls of the the concourse. So like they had in white. I was like, oh, he's because they're like, oh look, Matt Hardy's on the top. I was like, on the top You're of like, what? Where? And I was like on the top of the tunnel because that's where everybody goes. And then like they pull way back out. And yeah, he's like, uh, so like Daly's place is like, like in a, on a big, in sort of a big in inset thing in the ground. Yeah, and he's uh, like on the side, top. Yeah, there's these walls mm-hmm. that you can kind of see. They come out, um, kind of where the the little pathways are from. I guess the parking lot, whatever, to where the, the they have the ring set up. Mm-hmm. And he's on top of one of those. I don't know. It was a good 15, 20 feet up it seemed like yeah um and so he's just staring at sammy while he's doing the whole sign thing he gets to the final sign um and so then he produces his own signs and that was it yeah i think the last one said broken <laughs> yeah uh oh wait who uh, matt hardy had the signs yeah he had signs too oh okay i just saw the one where guevara said deleted and then i guess i just drifted yeah, away yeah <laughs> hardy had a few and then the last one said broken jesus anyways uh after that oh, we had this was yes. great this was honestly this was amazing this was this was the bad wrestling that i love so, so uh team taz comes out and uh dude i'll say what you will brian cage looks like a damn action figure yeah he, man. like especially with that ftw title he looks like an action figure anyways so taz comes out he starts rambling about how one of these two guys over here the machine brian cage or Ricky Starks, they're going to win the Battle Royal coming up. So one of these guys here. And then uh, you're, hey, hold on. I see three squirrels in the ring trying to get nut. But nobody's going to bust a nut in the ring. Come all out. And I'm like, won't did, get he none. Just, he just, did he just say bust a nut on TNT? He did. So anyways, he's talking. Of course, these guys have no idea how to do like a proper improv back and forth. Uh, and so uh, Jake is going on. Taz like, wait, wait, hold on. Don't don't talk. And he's like, no, you don't talk. And then uh, Eddie Kingston comes out. He's got like 18 guys with him because his his crew is massive. I mean, all, all Jake has is Lance Archer. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the other guy's got two guys. Eddie Kingston comes out with four guys. Plus, he can throw down. Yeah, and so he starts talking. It's actually pretty cool because Eddie Kingston he knows how to talk. But the problem is everybody keeps on interrupting him, 
And it's like, just let him say what he's going to say because he probably is smart enough to have a punctuation at the end of whatever he's going to say. And then, you know, to start getting into the brawl. And the, yeah. brawl, the brawl just starts happening all of a sudden. There were two guys with, like, dress shirts on that ran up in there. I was like, who the hell are those guys? Yeah, I know. I know. I had no idea who they were. Um, and so the, the ring just it starts filling up. Darby Allen comes down. He and Ricky Stark start brawling. And the ring just starts filling up. Billy Gunn just, like, he looked like he woke up from a nap the way he was walking down that ring. <laughs> He's like, so oh, big. Sorry. He's so big. That why are they? Why do they not push him in the same league as like Archer Cage? It's because he's like sixty years old. He's man. huge though. He is. He and he looks he better huge. than all those guys except for maybe Cage. Like I'm he sorry if you put Billy Gunn next to Lance Archer, have him take their shirts off. Who's gonna be more impressive? It's well, Billy Gunn physically. Yeah, but Lance Archer's way scarier. Nah. Not tonight. He had that he cheesy. He had like a cheesy well, that, bandana that was, on. It was the, the step for the whole thing didn't make anybody. Look he scary. had the designer ripped jeans. Yeah, he looked. I told you he looked like a like a like a gang member from like an episode of Hill Street Blues. He looked super cheesy, man. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. So uh, during all this, like uh, uh, Sean Spears is and Tully just wander in the background a little bit. Uh, eventually, Sean Spears does hit the ring. So does Hager. Santana and Ortiz, they're out too, but best friends are out as well. Mayhem breaks out, and it lasts all through a picture and picture and just keeps going afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing that you can get from WWE at the very least. I mean, that's one thing that I kind of appreciate about WWE is that half the time, and there is a charm to it. There, there is. I, I Don't get me wrong. I appreciate some element of it. But like half the time when dudes do like – uh, promos when they're like wearing civilian clothes they literally they're like wearing flip flops they look like they just got like they pulled up in their car they showed up and they just whatever they're wearing like and, that's, and what, it, that's Billy Gunn that was Billy Gunn tonight it was Kenny Omega tonight I mean he had a Hana shirt on which is really cool mm-hmm. but like <laughs> Hangman at least Hangman Hangman produces himself up a little bit he gets he, the, he always has a really nice cowboy shirt on he always is like in character even like jericho jericho always knows how to like pretty much yeah. the inner circle always and i wonder if that's because of jericho like jericho's there hey you're gonna be on camera you have to present your character you gotta look the part like ricky starks looked like he was going to disneyland today <laughs> he comes out yeah, like, fit, I, I feel like that fits his character though that wasn't a, i didn't have an issue some with things fit like when he does like the tight shirt with like the chain like the like that sort of fits his character more than just hey I'm gonna go on you know a day trip to to Disney World. Yeah, that didn't bother me. What do you got on today? Didn't bother me. Doesn't really bother Build- me. I just prefer I like some like the like the production aspect that WWE will give sometimes. Like AEW, it's like sometimes it's a little too casual. Whatever. All Anyways. right. Anyways, after that we had a pretty cool Dark Order, uh, Dustin. Uh, Matt Cardona, QT Marshall, Scorpio Sky video package hyping up their match at all out. Yeah, it was a good video package. It was really well done. It was really well done. After that, we had a pretty good match. Actually, a really good match between Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. Yeah, this was cool. This was neat. In fact, I thought the first half of this match was a really good showcase for Serena Deeb. I mm-hmm. think, like, for the purpose of the match, maybe a little too much because she looked yeah. really good. And then toward, like, the last couple minutes of it, Thunder Rosa picked things up, hit a DVD, uh, and then a Thunder Driver. Yeah, that Death Valley Driver was, was nasty. It, yeah, there needed to be a little bit more rotation on that head coming in. <laughs> a little more tuck of the chin because that looked like she was almost got spilled on her head. Um, anyway, she hits her uh, Thunder Driver, gets three for that one. No sign of Hikaru Shida, though. It been kind of cool to see that. It would have been. It would been cool to have some sort of stare down or confrontation of something of some sort. I wonder if Serena's going to help out given that she'd spent like three three or more years in uh, NXT as like one of the women's coaches. She was there for a while, actually, wasn't she? Maybe yeah. More than three years. I think after she was in the May Young Classic, the second one, Serena Deeb, well, she, she was the second one, right? Or the first one. She was in one of them. Um, I think they hired yeah. her as a coach at the Performance Center. And then I think she was one of the releases in April. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's been a co- yeah, just a couple of years, I guess. huh? I think I was thinking of Sarah Del Rey, actually. She's, she'd been there for a while. A yeah. Time. I think she's still, she might still be there. I think she's still there. Yeah. After that, we had uh, an interview with Big Swole. Uh, where she announced uh, how this is all going to go down. It's going to be in the buy-in. Oh, you missed the you missed the the riveting John Moxley promo. Uh, well, the, the fact that it was so riveting is why I missed it because it was yeah. sort of just a standard yeah. Mox promo. You know, yeah. this is your big this is your big moment, kiddo. Yeah, Either you're going to perform or you're not. Yeah. See what you got, kid. Yeah. Yeah. 
anyways, yes, big swole interview. Uh, she's got her shot against Brit at the buy-in. Uh, says Brit has been dodging her for the longest time, but at the buy-in she'll have no place to hide because she is showing up at her job, and they're gonna fight tooth and nail. And then uh, Rebel, poorly disguised as a pizza delivery person, mm-hmm. shows up and says, "I have a pizza delivery for you, Tony." And he's all, "I didn't order pizza." Brit attacks Swole from behind with a crutch, uh, and then Brit shoves her face in pizza, puts Swole in the lockjaw, and then she says, "Rebel, hand me some pizza." So Rebel gets a, a chunk of pizza, hands it to Brit. Brit rubs it in Swole's face. Yeah, it was pretty ugly. Um, pizza looked hella good though. Uh, it did look good. Then we had our main event. Unless I missed main something event. else, because I missed a lot tonight. Uh, Mox versus the lawyer, Mark Sterling. Sterling was dressed pretty funny. He had like layers and layers and layers on. Uh, and it was all sort of like you mentioned this earlier, sort of goofy Dean Ambrose type stuff. Um, he was like, you know, he sort of did the the head fake thing, and the yeah. guy fell to the ground. At one point, he was tired of him just dancing around, so he's like, "Here, I'll give you a shot to my face." He tried. He did that. Slapped him on the ear. Guy went out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, he offers him his back. Mark Sterling goes flying out of the ring. Wardlow's like, hey, you know, get your shit together, man. Get back in there. Uh, let's see here. Oh, so then uh, Mox gets tired of all the this. because Oh, Sterling gives him a poke to the eye. Mox gets annoyed. Yeah. Takes him to the outside. Throws him under a barricade. Throws a bunch of chairs on that. Starts beating him up with his own New Balance shoe, which was a funny touch. Uh, gets him back in. Paradigm shift. And three. Immediately after Wardlow attacks, MJF comes down. Surprise, surprise, he doesn't need the uh, neck brace. He doesn't need yeah. the walker or whatever. He's fine. Beats up Mox. Uh, gets the ring on his finger. Uh, knocks him in the head with that as Wardlow uh, holds Mox up. That causes Mox to bleed. MJF is going like crazy with bloodlust. Grabs his blood, like rubs on his face. He's like, oh, screaming and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, that that's how Dynamite concluded tonight. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were really doing all they could. Uh, to make uh, MJF feel like he could be as violent as Mox. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Kind of so. feel like that element of it should have I mean, I don't know. It's 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 one segment. It was a it was a punctuation mark uh that was built up to so I don't know. I'm their their match I I think their match is obviously gonna be better than like, you know, the Mox versus uh Hager one. Oh yeah. Um who uh, Mox has also had matches against? Uh, well, Darby Allen was one of his title matches. Yeah, that was good. That was that was a really good one because the story was so good there. Yeah, the Hager one was the the snooze. That fight. was sort of the, the the low point, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, this should be a fun match. This should be a fun match. Yeah, I think I think I think you know if they'll, they'll hopefully tell a good story. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. we want to answer some questions. Yeah, I got a thread up here on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Larson, I'm very excited tomorrow, and this is for the $5 on up patrons. It's for the Twitch subs. It's for the YouTube channel members out oh, there. Yeah. Uh, the first of the Raw Gate Mutant Absorption Series. I'm mm-hmm. actually just excited about the, the intro that I made today. Oh, uh, you got to check good. it out. I think I put it up on the thing. I just have to do the thumbnail for it. Very but good. Raw Gate Mutant. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today is now going through time and space, absorbing the biggest names in the history of pro wrestling. This is pretty shocking stuff. You have to check it out. Truly. Uh, Exclusive to patrons, Twitch subs, YouTube channel members. Truly. Uh, Ashley is a peach with the sub, and then asked, did they talk about Chuck's facial hair yet? He was led to grow in. Uh, Yeah, he's got a a little bit of the scruff there, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Tony here has got a good point. Why mm. doesn't Mox just use the Death Rider? Because uh, that is a New Japan. Um, I mean, sometimes the Paradigm Shift looks like the Death Rider. It's the same thing. Yeah. Although I do yeah. think that in New Japan, he just puts more stank on it. So there, there well, might. When, it's he, like... when he when he did it to Sterling tonight, that was definitely a Death Rider because 
he lifted him up a good amount. Okay. I know what you're saying. Yeah. When he just does double underhook DDT, that's paradigm shift. But when he lifts him up a bit, that's more Death Rider status. I feel like it's I feel like it's either a Dirty Deeds or it's a Death Rider. I feel like the paradigm shift is always one of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. The, the the paradigm shift is like wang. The Dirty Deeds is just when he does it real quick. Yeah. But they still call it a paradigm shift. Anyways, uh, Joe Juarez, what are the odds that Page and Omega don't break up, but instead become a heel tag team? Um, that'd be an, I, I for one, I do not think that FTR is going to win at all out. I don't think they're going to get those titles. I don't think. I think that this was their moment. This was their stand tall to try to get these guys on on different pages, if you will, and they're going to come together uh, at all out, and eventually it's going to be Omega. And his sort of cleaner attitude thing, because at the end of be, uh, at the end of being the elite, the one where they uh, kicked him out so from last week's, uh, uh, Kenny put his cleaner glasses back on, and they did like a little silly thing. I think he's going to be the guy. It's not going to be an external force; going to be an internal force. Because I know that right now, like yeah, Kenny's like, oh, where are you at, Hangman? But I think it's going to be more precipitated by by Omega and not Hangman's demons. Uh, I think you got to contend with the Young Bucks too, uh, looking for some payback against Page as well. Uh, Muted Mayday, is there a chance Kenny told Hangman to cost the Young Bucks the match last week? If there, if he did, he was playing awfully coy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronald Robertson, at the end of being the elite, Kenny was in his car and you see him. Oh, okay. I just mentioned this here. Uh, yeah. yeah, the cleaner could make an appearance at the pay-per-view. Uh, Zondo, Taz didn't get the joke and the conversation went on for like three minutes of just the two cracking up. Uh, is that the, the bust the nut joke? Taz, oh, no, no, it was the gum bit. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw the text of that to me. I want to check it out yeah. after this. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, War Machine MJ says, the only reason to watch Dark is just for the commentary. It's great background noise, especially when Taz and Excalibur crack each other up. I know, I've seen like a bunch of that stuff. Like when Taz was going on about how which which like sort of jobber were they calling the Ivy League something or other? Was it Griff? His his nickname was like the Ivy League something, oh, and uh, and Taz was like, "Look, uh, I got my degree in uh, education studies." Okay, he yeah, it's Griff. Uh, the, here are the Ivy League schools out there. All right, and he's like, yeah, the Ivy League MVP, and he's like, Griff Garrison did not go to an Ivy League school. And he went on for like days about it. It's really wow. funny stuff. It's really funny stuff. It's pretty funny. Uh, Shane's birthday tweet. Now I want to see Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks all go to Disneyland and have it be documented. Yeah, I want to see that too. I think it'd be great. Uh, let's see here. Greg Morris, who do you see being the breakout star for the last part of the year in AEW? Who's going to make the biggest impact between now and December 31st? Uh, I hope it's Ricky Starks. Anywhere he goes, he's going to be huge, and I think you're probably right about that. He's so flipping good, man. That dude's got so much swagger to him. Uh, Jorge D, sorry, he's got a good question. Does AEW need to stop letting some wrestlers improv their promos with Jake and Taz, terrible segments, Sleepy Omega tonight, and MGF going long all the time? Improv is not working. I don't, dude, I, I don't think it's like such a big problem that you then have to say, hey, Jake, here's a script. Or even even talk to him about it. I mean, I think they need. It's one of those things where I think they can learn that maybe having him do a promo duel, like you know, like a promo off with somebody else, isn't the him best Taz, idea. Well, him and Taz don't seem like they have a whole lot of chemistry either. They don't. They don't. If you just get Jake on the mic and have him talk for five minutes, it's great. It's great. Do more of those video promos. He's amazing. Oh, but him really like sweat. I mean, he looks so sweaty and like it's probably so humid in there. It's just not comfortable for him, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does. He tries to give. I, I think that Jake just tries to give you the bang for your buck. Like he tries to get engaged. And if the flow isn't there, then that is what it is. I don't think mm-hmm. you need to start doling out scripts to people. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they have bullet points or I'm sure they have a place where they want them to go. But AEW has basically lived on wrestlers being being given the ball to run with, and that's how they're successful. So I really don't think it's a change in how they should approach the wrestlers. I think it's a change in how they should be booking these segments. Yeah, yeah. 
Schnauzer, should AEW turn the FTW championship into a Haas title like the Progress Atlas championship? Um, yeah, do something interesting with it. Which title? The FTW title? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've said that for weeks. It should be like the, the BMF title. It should be like mm-hmm. who the baddest dude is or whatever. Uh, let's see here. Wolfpack for life with John Morrison being on one of the latest seasons of Survivors. What superstars would be fun to watch on a reality competition show? And what would they go to? I want to see Big E take his Miz rivalry to Cannonball and they face off on Cannonball. I think that could be a lot of fun. That's good. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I can't top that. Zondo, what four AEW guys would you want to see in a four-way Ironman match for the AEW title? Kenny, Pac, uh... Penta, Ray Phoenix. It's good. I like it. Uh, Fruit de Loop. Triple H remembers when the WWF helped out ECW back in the day and decides it might be a good idea to help out AEW and have a short partnership with them. Who goes to WWE to face who and who goes to AEW to face who? Well, Cody would have to face Triple H. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That would have to happen. Kenny Uh, and AJ. Kenny and AJ. Uh, maybe, uh, oh, well, then New Day versus the Young Bucks, then too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who would Roman face? Mox. Mm-hmm. It'd be Roman Mox. Mm-hmm. I know you've seen it like a bunch in, in WWE, but I think that'd be a cool, like, you know, or Mox and, and, and Seth. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking of like top guy versus top guy. Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hugh Long Heavy, since it seemingly isn't Paige now, who's the fourth man, brother, in the new Horseman? Assuming it's Spears, is FTR. Who's the main eventer? You know, be so weird. Charge. You know, be so weird if that ended up being Kenny. If it's like Hangman, like somebody said earlier, what if Kenny was like telling Hangman to do that? Um, what if Kenny ended up being the cleaner, but in the Horseman? That'd be it. See, it, it would feel so unnatural. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't want to see that because it just seems like there'd be zero chemistry there. But they might do something weird like that. Maybe, or maybe when Cody comes back, he thinks, "Well, I got to take on the Dark Order now. I don't have my Nightmare Family with me anymore." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he he turns his back on Arn, joins forces with the FTR and Spears. So is that match? Is that eight man match? Is that elimination? Not that I'm aware of. That'd be rad if it was, and like the other three Dark Order guys got eliminated first, and Brody, and Brody took out beats everybody else. All four of them. This is on pay per view. Can he curse? <laughs> I think so. I really hope we're he paying does. for it. I hope he does. Silver, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Steve Winters saying there's some questions on the Discord. Oh. All right, let me get some of these uh, other patrons one out of the way. Then I'll go to the Discord. Uh, Let's see here. Tommy Cat, Back to the Future, AEW's 10th anniversary show, which will be on the highlight reel. Sean Spears' botched chair shot on Cody or Sammy Guevara's botched shot on Matt Hardy? I think the bigger one... It sort of depends on... Who's going to have the bigger future, Sean Spears or Sammy Guevara? Yeah. It's probably going to be Sammy Guevara, so I'd probably say Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy. Yeah, I would think so, too. Oh, Dang MQ says for this uh, WBAEW dream card, Asuka versus Hikaru Shida would be a good one, too. That'd be great. Hunter V says, if you guys were in a casino battle royal group, what other YouTubers uh, would be in your group? Oh, that's right. They do like five at a time. Yeah. Um, oh, well, dude, we got to have Simon Miller in there with us. Yeah. Simon Miller's going to be in there. Uh, Brian Zane. Brian Zane's in there. And then uh, is Cal Jack on YouTube yet? Yeah, he's got a YouTube show. All right. Cal Jack. Man, formidable. Dude, that's a crew right there, man. That's a formidable. straight up crew. Formidable. Let me go to the Discord. I got plus crier stuck in my head again. Oh, wow. This happens. You're not playing at the background, are you? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I know, yeah. Oh, it wasn't actually in my head. I was playing it the whole time. My bad. Let's see here. Dr. Steve Winters taking inspiration 
front, Bit Britt Baker. What other small petty things could generate heel heat like wasting good pizza? Dumping out some chalk. Don't waste the chalk. Hey, have you, had you ever heard of chocolate milk referenced as chalk? That's the thing now, man. Never. Never heard that before. That's great. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Joe is cool. Says Steve notes say unmotivated camera backstage for the Hager Cassidy interaction, but Jr. literally said it. That's not really a question. It's just pointing out that I was wrong about something. Go away, Joe is cool. You're not cool. Uh, Schnauzer <laughs> does AEW giving their wrestlers a bigger say in their storylines lead to the show feeling all over the place or a mess sometimes. Yeah. If not, what do you think causes? It? Yeah, that to- it's totally what it is. But it's, Tony Khan's the one that makes it work. Yeah, he's, it's, one, he's probably the one person who oversees it all. You know, it's it, honestly, dude, it's live or die by the the jump shot. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like it, that's why it works, and that's why it doesn't work when it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. White Brownie wants to know if you're going to redeem my free Steve pizza this weekend. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Broke Lesnar, what other AEW side characters like the lawyer should have a match? Are there any other? Uh, well, I know. I mean, this is sort of sticking with MJF's crew, but uh, his smiling press secretary. Oh, yeah. I don't know if she's yeah. a wrestler or not. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyways, uh, is that all we got today? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the Friendo Care Package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.